1: What is going on everybody? My name is Cutter Lawler. Welcome back to another week of Hero or Zero. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking one comic book character, as we do every single week. We talk their good points and their bad points, and we generally just give you a bit of a rundown of everything to do with that character. Now, it's a bit of a different week, as I'm going to have to come clean with you all. Sean is not with me this week. Um, That is because we actually already recorded an episode of Hero Zero this week. And then, of course, the file got corrupted. So, we thought it was absolutely fine. Sean went off for the weekend. And then, of course, we only found out that the file did not work. The audio, turns out, we actually sound worse when the file is corrupted. I thought there was no way possible we could get worse. But that's the way it is. So... What I decided to do was, I'm not going to cover the character that I was going to cover on Hero Zero, or that I did cover. Um, we're going to choose a different character that we've done previously. Now, this is a character that, uh, when we first originally recorded, I I think, I mean, it might have been over the phone. That is how long ago it was. I, like, I think this is like episode 1213 of the show. And I covered a character from DC Comics, What about faves, Mr. David Wayne? Um, And so what I thought was the last two times, say over the last four years that uh, me and Sean haven't been in the same room or haven't been able to record together, what we've done is we just kind of choose a character that we absolutely love and we cover them for an episode. So what I'm doing is I'm cover, da- covering Damien way Just to give everyone a bit more of an update... About everything to do with him... Um, and if you could give this a like and review... Whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on... Uh, it would really really help us out... Just basically any like... Any, any review on any of the platforms... They all help... I don't know what it is... But the algorithm Sean tells me it helps... I don't know why... Um, if you're listening solely for Sean absolutely give this a dislike. It's not going to get any better from here. So um, we should get straight into it. Um, And if you have any characters that you'd like us to cover, please send them in. Um, well, we had those great moments where a few times people have sent us in characters and we're like <laughs> we already did them but that doesn't mean like they're good reports we just did them Um, so yes Damien Wayne now his first appearance was in Batman Son of the Demon in September 1987 I want to get this out of the way fat, uh, early I'm aware people don't like Damian Wayne that is absolutely fine I... I actually kind of like the um, and but also he's one of those characters where I'm very aware of why people dislike him, and I'm kind of, like, completely understandable. It's like when you have, like, kind of a dickhead friend in your friend group, and everyone's like, he's a bit of a dickhead, and you're kind of like, yeah, but he's kind of like our dickhead, like, for some reason we keep him around, because, I don't know, it's, that's just the way it is, so... That's kind of how I view Damian Wayne, is that when other people are like, I don't like him, I'm like, yeah, I can see why. <laughs> but also, I can also see that maybe he has some likable traits. And that's what I wanted to kind of cover here. Um, so, he was created by Mike W. Barr, uh, Andy Cooper, and then he was perfected by one Grant Morrison. Um, and why I say that is because in Batman: Son of the Demon, so that is 1987, he's not even mentioned by name. He's not even Damian Wayne. Um, I just let everyone in. Damian Wayne is Bruce Wayne's literal son. Um, him and Talia Al Ghul. So Rachel Ghul, his daughter Talia. They, her and Batman, they have a bit of an odd get-off-again relationship. But the whole thing is like, but your dad is wants to kill everyone. That's always a hindrance to any sort of loving relationship. And um, I can kind of side with Batman on that one. So what happens is. They're, they're on again at that point. Now, depending on how you view the comic book, um, I think it was rewritten that originally she drugged Bruce Wayne and, like, date-raped him, but then... But, sorry, that was retroactively from Grant Morrison. But originally, it was just consensual and they just had a bit of a, bit of a romance. And through that romance came one child that Talia did not tell Bruce about. And so how it goes is that Damien, he was first introduced um, just as, he, he was a completely unknown to Batman. His his ex, his existence was unknown. Um, he was also, and this is where it gets comic bookie, genetically perfected and grown in an artificial womb once Talia realised that she was pregnant. Because they wanted to make the perfect replacement to Bruce Wayne. Um, that is because obviously Rachel Ghoul in the comic books is always like detective. I want you to take over the League of Assassins. You would be perfect. You marry my daughter. Everyone's laughing, and Bruce is always like, "I don't really want to because you kind of are a League of Assassins, and I'm kind of against killing." There's a whole conflict of interest there, and um, but he, but that's kind of once Talia finds out she's pregnant and it's half Bruce's. The child is uh, Bruce's. What happens then is they basically design him to try and be the perfect child. They're going to redesign Bruce Wayne to be even better, but it's the one that they can control from when he's immediately born. Um, And so he's raised by his mother, Talia, and the League of Assassins. Um, Now, in terms of his creation, Damian Wayne, the character, he was created by the writer Grant Morrison, who's obviously very famous, probably my favourite comic book writer, definitely top two, or top three if he's not, um, an artist, Andy Kubert, Uh, this was during the story arc in 2006, called Batman and Son, so, his original, he's just a baby, I completely unnamed, 1987, then in 2006, Grant Morrison brings him back, um in the within the pages of the of Batman, the comic book series. This, however, was not the first. It's not the technical first appearance of David, but it is David's first appearance by name. Um, and what they decided to do was they wanted to bring him back um, and they wanted an idea that Talia would just show up suddenly. Um, and so just to reiterate, Batman's son of the demon in 1987 was out of continuity at this point, which is why nobody ever thought God, where's Bruce's son? It was just kind of a, it was just a comic book that was out of continuity so then nobody ever questioned it and then they just had the bright idea, why don't we take this out of continuity story idea? Talia turns up one day and got him and is like, I have this child, he's 10 years old, he's yours, Bruce, soz, and then just leaves him there and fucks off. And that is the plot of Batman and Son. Um, so Talia turns up and she just basically kind of drops him there. And it, the idea is that uh, it's just to fuck with Batman. Um, it's just to try and ruin Batman's, like, His concentration, definitely, and sabotage his operations. While she plans to take over, she's doing, like, a whole... If I remember correctly, I'm pretty sure there's man-bat ninjas in that story. It's been a few years since I read it. But there's definitely man-bats ninjas, I'm pretty sure, in that story. It's a whole... Comic books are weird. You know how it is. Um. So while under Bruce's care, Damien, who is now, like, 10, he's rash. He's abrasive. He's violent. He's a bit of a fucking dick, right? And not even a bit, a lot of a dick. He's, he's just the worst. Like, he's the biggest shithouse you've ever met. Because if you think about it, he's been raised since he was born by the League of Assassins. His grandfather is Ray al Ghul and his mother is Talia al Ghul. He's been taught to kill since he could walk. So he's the ultimate killer, even though he's 10. He's also been treated like basically the second coming of Jesus since he was born by all of the assassins. So, because he's seen as Rache's logical next, his heir. So, it's basically, from the day he's born, he's treated like you're the greatest thing ever. You are, there's nothing wrong with you. You are absolutely perfect. You can kill everyone. You will never lose a battle. And that feeds through. So, when he turns up to, to Gotham, he's like... I'm the greatest of all time. And you can see how that is a character trait. Could be seen as quite bad, especially from a ten-year-old child. Where Bruce is kind of like, "You're a fucking dick." <laughs> Which, if anyone's ever read any Bruce Wayne stories, you could probably assume he definitely says to him. So, and um, he's he's absolutely just the worst. And in, a ter- in an attempt to prove his crime-fighting worst, he uh, worked he even goes out and he kills a villain called Spook or This Spook, um, he decapitates the Spook. So. It's like a cat bringing back a dead pigeon and is like, look what I got you. Isn't that exactly what you wanted as like a gift? So he he brings back the spook's head to Bruce and he's like, huh? Stopped crime. Look at this. I'm I'm basically the, I'm like Batman 2.0 at this point. And Bruce is kind of like, no, that is, that is not what we do here. (laughs) That is absolutely not what we want. Um, He then also attempts to kill one of my my second favourite comic book character of all time, Tim Drake. Um, And the reason for that is completely logical. Um, I'm not even being sarcastic here. He's turned up. He's Bruce's biological son. He's like, I'm perfectly set to be Robin right now. Tim Drake is Robin at this point in the comic books. So Damien shows up. There's this kid that's not related to Bruce, has no connection to Bruce. He's walking around as a psychic. Damien doesn't like that, so Damien's like, I'm the rifle heir, I should be Robin, I'm your biological son, and Tim, who's well within his rights, is like, I've been robbed for, te- like, five years at this point, like, who the fuck are you? Um, I also think what complicates it more is Bruce had adopted Tim in the stories at this point, so he was, like, his adopted son by law. Um, Which completely confused everything, even more so, because Damien's like, yeah, but then you're just adopted, whereas I'm actually his DNA. So, you know, just being a dick about the whole thing. He tries to kill Tim Drake in a way to just, like, become Robin. Like, if you're dead, father will have to give this to me. He calls Bruce father all the time. It's really annoying, but also completely in character for the little dick that he is. Um... And so, he eventually, Bruce is like, you can't do any of this shit. Tim Drake, by the way, and Damian Wayne hate each other. That is just, it's coming canon. They really don't like each other. And I can understand why, from Tim Drake's point of view, he's just like, trying to live his life, and this little shithead turns up and tries to kill him, and is like, who are you? You're nothing. So, to repent, Damian offers up his mother's location to Bruce, and he accompanies him to tour Talia's plans. Um, following these events, Damien actually returned to his mother and remained largely absent from the Batman family. He, it was kind of like, he showed up, you realised he was there and then he went back to the League of Assassins. And that was it. And I think that was because they didn't really know what to do with him at that point. Because they didn't want to get rid of Tim Drake as Robin. But you can't just have every comic book with him just trying to kill Tim Drake over and over and over again. Um, so... What happened then is, a few years later, you have a story called The Resurrection of Raish al Ghul. And Rachel al is dead. Uh, Talia al Ghul is head of the demon, or she is she's leader of the League of Assassins. And she takes Damien to the Australian outback, where he's tutored in the secret history of his grandfather, Rachel al And While there, she's unaware that Ra's former servant... Um, basically plans to use Damien as a shell to bring Raish back to Earth. So, I'm going to need you to bear with me. It's basically like they're thinking, right, well, we need somebody who has his DNA, who's, uh, who could be, who we could bring Raish back in their body, and we could then, like, have him lead us for the next 70 years, and... Obviously, Damien's standing there, and they're kind of like, well, we can get rid of him. (laughs) He's, like, 12, and he's perfectly there. We could just put Raish's head or his brain in there. We're laughing. Um, Talia, unsurprisingly, is not okay with this plan. And so she is able to save her son from his fate at the last minute. Um... But Rache is still able to return as a rotting, shambling, undead corpse... ...still needing Damien to stabilise his form. So Damien, with nobody else to turn to... ...because, like, the League of Assassins is pretty fucked... ...he runs to Batman. He runs to his dad and is like... ...he's alerting him. He's like, yeah, my grandfather... ...my grandfather is fucking crazy... ...and he's back from the dead and he wants to take my body... Um, But upon entering Wayne Manor, he attempts to relay the information to, oh, who does he run into? Only Timothy Drake. And based on the last time they met, Tim is immediately like, what the fuck are you doing here? You're definitely here to try to kill me again, because every time we've met, you've tried to kill me. So he immediately goes into fight mode. Um, Damien's not there to fight. (laughs) He's just there to be like, I'm going to be killed. But obviously that doesn't stop it. A whole big fist fight breaks out, um, all across the mansion, and it's not until the League of Assassins show up, but then they kind of like start fighting side by side, um, against all the all of the minions, or should we say, um, and it's only with T- uh, Nightwing when Nightwing shows up, uh, Dick and he he's kind of like, what the fuck is going on, um, and through the three of them, they're kind of. They do fight them off, but they all also are hindered by Damien is completely willing to betray Tim at any moment for his own safety. So if a sword is swung at him and Tim is behind him, he will just dive out of the way hoping it slices Tim in half because then he doesn't have to kill him himself. So it's not like they're working together as a strong team. It's more just they're just fighting to not die at that point. Um, Rache eventually captures the two of them though and he tells Batman that he would have to use one of them for his own body. Uh, Batman, of course, offers his own body instead in, like, a big sacrifice. He's like, look, I'm not going to let you take either of them. You're going to have to take me. Uh, Raish refuses the offer, feeling that he needs someone of a younger age. He likes to be young, <laughs> It doesn't sound good, but also he's a homicidal maniac, so I mean, don't really want to ruin his reputation. Um, Babin offers a third alternative, because it's comic books, which is a fountain of essence, which contains the qualities of a Lazarus pit. It's comic books, there's a fountain, don't question it. Babin and Raish go in search of the fountain, leaving Tim, Damien, Nightwing, Alfred and Talia to basically battle against the, the League. Uh, Damien leaves his mother and Tim to an unknown fate, he just, <laughs> he just, fucks, he just like, fucks off and bails, um, while he goes off to be with his father. Unfortunately, he ends up captured by Ra's and nearly loses his life. Batman and the others manage to save him, and Talia takes her son and escapes, so they get out of there. But it was at that point where he's like, oh, maybe my dad isn't actually that bad, he tried to sacrifice himself multiple times for me. Um, and now we come to one of, and I've mentioned this so many times on the show, one of my favourite comic book runs of all time is Batman R.I.P. and Battle for the Cowl. Uh, because everyone knows I love all the Robins, they're kind of like, that's my favourite parallel of comic books, anything to do with them. So you can understand why when Batman dies and there's a whole big fight over who's going to take over the mantle, I kind of like that story. So... Uh, the story is Batman R.I.P. The Black Glove, the group, they actually succeed. They kill Batman. So Batman is dead, canonically, in comic books. Now, between you and me, nobody's actually ever dead. And he was actually sent back in time to prehistoric ages. saying nothing to nobody, but that's genuinely how they wrote around this. But he's dead at this point, <laughs> right? <laughs> but then they have to figure out a way to bring him back. <laughs> but at this point, he's dead. Everyone's like, okay, Bruce is dead. What are we going to do? Um, and what takes place after this is a story called Battle for the Cow. And this story is my favourite story in all the comic books. It's just basically all of the robbers, including Jason Todd, just fighting. Um, not really amongst each other. Most Damien and Tim fighting, and Dick and Jason. And because uh, Damien's in Gotham at this point, and he's actually joyriding in the Batmobile um, when the story starts, and then he gets told by Oracle, like, Batman's dead, I'm going to need you to sue up and help out. Um, and Jason Todd is going around dressed as Batman, he's carrying two guns, and he's, like, trying to ruin the Batman reputation by just shooting everybody. Of course he is. Um, and eventually Dick wins. He, Dick finds Jason, he kicks the shit out of him, and he's like, I'm the Batman now, okay? So D- Dick Grayson, Nightwing, takes over the Batman mantle, and at this point it, this is where it really gets cool is that he looks at Tim who's still Robin, and he's like we are kind of, their best friends, and he's like, I don't see you as a Robin, like I see you as an equal, and I don't really want to be in a situation where like I'm bossing you around, or like we we have to, like, argue about what we should do, because I see you as more, like, someone to come to for advice rather than anything else. And I think you're above being a Robin, being a sidekick. And so he's like, I don't want you to be my Robin anymore. Tim is obviously very upset because, like, he wants to be Robin. But what Dick says is, Damien needs to be Robin because he is a very flawed human being and he's really fucking up his own hole and he thinks he's amazing and he just he's just a terrible person at this point. But he's really talented and we could make, maybe make him something before he turns into a Jason Todd if we just leave him out in the wilderness. And so Tim's like, okay, Dick's just been a nice guy, fair enough. So what starts this is the Grant Morrison 0-9 run, to, 20, to 2011 run. In comic books where Dick Grayson is Batman and Damian Wayne is Robin. And it's such a fucking great dynamic. Like, you have... Da- uh, Damien, who is just, he hates everyone, like, and he constantly tells Dick that he's not up to it, that he has no respect for him, that, like, he's going to have to earn his respect, like, this 12-year-old kid's respect, you're going to have to earn my respect, like, this is Nightwing, or, like, Addy Hero, who's been in the fa- Bat family for years, he's like, you're nothing, because my father's not here, you're not my real dad, kind of vibes, um, and Dick is, as Batman, he's kind of similar to how he is as Nightwing. He's just lighthearted, but he's also really, really good. Like, he's just a really kind human being, and he's just going to try his best. And he's also the most talented athlete out of all of them. So, he's... There's a great dynamic where now the Robin is the serious one, and the Batman is what the one making the one-liners, which is just a really cool, uh, unique vibe. Um, and it is revealed that, uh, in this story, that Damien has actually begun to visit his father's former friend, and enemy, Thomas Elliot, from the story Hush. Um, Now, this is just a cool, small story, is that, in the story of Hush, that <laughs> Hush isn't a small story, but this this uh, this part of it is, is that, in Hush, Thomas Elliot, the villain, he gets plastic surgery to look exactly like Bruce Wett. So he has the exact same face as Bruce Wett. Um, And he gets captured, they, like, capture him in Wayne Tower and he's stuck there. And Dick and Tim put him in there and they're like, you're never getting out. But it's kind of revealed that Damien has been visiting Thomas in jail and playing chess with him. And Damien claims that these visits are out of curiosity for why Hush would alter his appearance. But, I mean... It's also very heavily implied that it's actually just, I mean, he's grieving, his dad is dead, and there's somebody that's the spitting image of his dad, and he kind of just wants to go and talk to him, and, like, have a really warped father-son bonding situation, with, like, someone who looks the exact same as his dad, but isn't his dad. And that's kind of the perfect encapsulation of Damien Wayne as a character, in that he's all brash, he's all in your face, but everything behind it is just like this really sad and if like really sad kid who had didn't have a childhood ne- never grew up with any other kids and just can't connect with anyone in any way so he just pushes everyone away he's like everyone's dumb like we were all 12 right <laughs> we we're like yeah yeah everyone's fucking stupid fuck off right but he's like that constantly and he's also incredibly talented and told constantly how great he is growing up um And so it becomes apparent that Grayson had chosen Damien instead of Tim because he sees Tim as an equal. And he chose Damien as he feels his character needs developing. Or he could be like Jason, as I mentioned. So Damien mocks Tim constantly and offers him the position of Batgirl multiple times. Because of course he does, because he's 12. And he thinks, ha ha ha, I have this Robert and you are fired. Um, causing Tim to immediately begin fighting him again, and Tim goes off and becomes Red Robin. And that's how Red Robin starts in the sto- in the and Tim then goes off to try and find Bruce Wayne, because he's like, he's not dead, he's definitely still alive, I'm going to find him. Um, so after his first fight alongside Dick, Damien gets upset with Grayson, and goes looking for the villain, who at this point is Professor Pig, all by himself, so they have one fight together, Damien's like, you're not up to it, you're not as talented as me, you're definitely not as talented as my dad, I don't want to be Robin with you, you're a terrible Batman, I'm going to go find the fu- criminal by myself, and I'm going to um, get him. He gets captured, of course he does, but he gets out of the situation by himself, and um, and but then he's immediately overpowered again (laughs) and he's caught and he needs to be saved by dick grayson you can see where this is going where dick turns up and is like oh you thought you had it did you okay cool um you were gonna die if i didn't turn up so probably best that i did um it appears though that under dick's teaching slowly like slowly throughout the issues you can see him like, it's not a fucking overnight change, but it's tidy bit by tidy bit, you can see the character slowly melting. Um, in that, under his teachings, Damien becomes, he begins to cro- grow a conscious conscience, and he even de- demonstrates signs of empathy, which is big for any 12 or 13-year-old, if we all were all once 12 or 13, <laughs> showing any empathy at all at that age, fair fucks. Particularly towards kids. Which is um, a good sign for Damien. He's always like... Any kids... He's massive empathy towards. Um, and... it. There's also a case where... There's several dismembered kids... In one of the issues. Um, one There's a murder... They're trying to solve it. This is like... Uh, it's a really fucked up ru- comic ru- book run. But a lot of dismembered kids are there. And Damien begins to vomit. In horror. Which old Damien definitely wouldn't do. But as he slowly becomes more human... Hanging around with Dick you can see that it starts to have an effect. they they even uh, he also becomes involved with the Wayne Enterprises board members during this time and there's a cool bit where he manages to actually track down financial irregularities within the fit Wayne Enterprises accounts and then turns up and begins intimidating the board of members and it's just like this 12 year old being like somebody's fucking robbing from us and it's from my father I'm I'm Damien Wayne my second name is Wayne this is my business as well um, and I'm going to, to inherit this. And so you can see he's complete, very business savvy as well. A very intelligent character, which is even more annoying. Because, like, he's incredibly intelligent. He's just, he puts all the energy in the wrong places, is the thing. Um, and so after after Tim Drake is revealed to be Bruce, named as Bruce Wayne's heir, which, not great, in Bruce's will he gives Tim everything as, as his heir... Um, ...prior to his disappearance... ...Damian files an injunction... ...with the boards... ...to go against Drake... ...since he's is Wayne's son... ...of course he does... ...everything is... ...Tim Drake versus Damian... Uh, ...to try and find Batman's love... ...but da- Tim I don't think really would have cared... ...just Damian's such a dick about it... ...that he's probably just like... ...egging him on at this point... Um, ...so the return of Bruce Wayne... ...is... ...he, he eventually does come back... Um, ...as I mentioned... And in this, uh, Tally admits to Damien that even though she loves him... So she comes back in the story as well. Um, and she actually says that she's been clothing him... To make better versions of him. Because the version this one now, like him... He's gone to the good side. He's got, well, to the her, the dark side. He's gone to the Bat family. He's no longer of use to the League. So she's making better versions of him. And there's a really sad but also, like, cool moment that where she's like she admits to him, even though she loves him, she's, he is no longer welcome and is now considered an enemy of the House of Al Ghul. And Damien defiantly replies that he hopes that he will be a worthy enemy. Um... And I just really like that, because that's the moment where he's like, I have to be all in. I can't have, like, a foot in both camps at this point. It's just, it's all or nothing. Um, and so, there's also one very small scene that I really like with Damien, is that uh, Bruce, or I say Bruce, Dick uh, is Batman, and he's with Gordon, and they're off on a mission, and the Joker is being interrogated. He's in, um, he's in a room tied up. And Damien shows up and uh, Damien walks in and over the radio, um, Gordon gets a message that basically says, oh, like, Robin's, Robin's here, he's after going into the room with Joker, what should we do? And Dick immediately turns the car around and he's like, we got to get back to the fucking station right now. And Gordon's like, oh, fuck, yeah, like, he, Joker's going to kill that kid. And Dick says, no, 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 no. He's going to kill Joker. <laughs> like, that kid's a fucking psychopath. So, that's just a really cool scene. He also walks in with a crowbar and he immediately beats the shit out of Joker or like, a crowbar. He nearly beats them to death. Um, so, I just... That side of Damien is just, like, Dick knows how good he is. He, he knows how fucking... Um, I don't know, like, he knows how talented he is, and, but he also knows that he is just, he needs to perfect who he is as a human being, rather than his talents. He doesn't need to trade. Like, there's not a he can trade anymore, too. It's more the emotional, the human side that he needs to do. Um, And uh, Dick Grayson, there's also another bit, little bit where he then puts him up towards the Teen Titans, and because this is so fucking Dick Grayson, uh, or Nightwing, is like... He thinks that if he gives Damien friends, (laughs) maybe he'll chill out, maybe he'll calm down. So, like, he puts him in the Titans, and he's like, he's not even a teenager anymore. I know you're called the Teen Titans. He is still only 12. But I'd like him to be in the team because I think Starfire, Raven, I think you guys could really help him grow as a human being. Damien walks in, puts a two feet on the table, is like, I'm the new leader of the Teen Titans. Y'all have got to bend to me. And, th- and So Starfire and like Raven are kind of looking at Nightwing like, did you just bring this little fucker into our place? Like, who's he? Um, it doesn't really work out. <laughs> immediately he gets kicked back off the team uh, or he, he leaves of his own volition I should say he doesn't get kicked off he's like they don't need me they're still all talking about Tim because um, Tim Drake was the Robin in the Teen Titans and he's seen as like a legend and they were all like oh yeah Tim's here Tim's gonna help us out and that infuriates Damien and he's like I'm not being in a team where they like Tim Drake they clearly don't know what they're talking about Um. But upon his return to Gotham, and this is where I'm going to end the report, uh, it's a really small thing. So he comes back to Gotham. um, Grayson notices that Damien's time with the Titans has made him more patient and he is less prone to use weapons. Um, And after apologising to Damien about his time with the Titans being a bust, Damien states that he knows Grayson sent him there to find friends, but he has one in Gotham and that's more than enough. And that's the first time that you're like, oh, he likes him. Like, he's broken him down. He actually does like Dick Grayson. And that, that, that's a lot for Damien to come out and say, I have what I got him and that's enough. Um, that's his version of saying I love you, <laughs> basically, in like a 12-year-old way. Um, so, yeah, I, I didn't go into any New 52 stuff. There's a whole big road with him and um, the Super Sons run. Um, with him and Superman's child and I think that's really great if you want to read some I think they're really fun together but uh, powers and abilities oh also he's given Kryptonian powers I'm pretty sure in the new 52 but I don't really like that so I'm not going to talk about it <laughs> I just want to talk about bits that I like about Damien Um so he's got business management he's got martial arts he's trained by the League of Assassins and Batman pretty fucking good um, he's got a genius level in this intellect uh, he once said actually he knows 1000 ways to kill a man so pretty good um, investigation he's been trained by the world's greatest detective obviously um, he's got intimidation he's got mimicry Damien can imitate anyone's voice and speech patterns perfectly as he, as he has imitated Tim Drake's voice in order to gain access to the Batcave he's got peak human condition for I mean a 12-year-old, as as much a peak human condition you, as you could have. Uh, stealth, swordsmanship, throwing. I mean, I'm pretty sure they've also now added that archery, like, he's nearly as good at archery as the Green Arrow, um, which I feel might be slightly overpowered, but I just like the idea that he's... I'm, I don't know, there's something about him that I gravitate towards. I think it might just be because of the Grant Morrison run, and I love the dynamic between Dick Grayson constantly taking the piss out of him, and Damien just being constantly serious at all times, just head on the mission. Um, His weaknesses are arrogance, mostly. More often than not, Damien believes himself to be better than he actually is, and that is where... The grey character moments happened. And this has allowed him to underestimate opponent, opponents as well as irritate his allies at almost every possibility. Um and yeah, so that is my report on Mr. Damien Wayne, a character often often insulted, often often disliked, but I feel like just I would urge anyone to go back and just read the O9 Run. Um, you can read some of the new 52 stuff as well like a lot of that is pretty good but I, I think that is that is really where it kind of comes into its own that's kind of the birth of the relationship for me that made me like take notice of him because Tim Drake, his hatred of Tim Drake that's kind of entertaining but there's something really like likeable about this ice cold character being slowly broke down by the nicest man in comic books <laughs> <laughs> just Dick Grayson constantly being positive all the time just eventually wears him down that he's just no longer constantly a dick. Um, he's still... 80% the dick, but not a full dick. I think of that scene from Guardians of the Galaxy. Um but he's not a complete asshole. Um but yeah, so that is my report for Damien Wayne. Um if you liked what you heard, we do lots of reports on lots of different comic book characters. Um my apologies for this coming a day late. Uh obviously with the corrupted file and everything, it was a bit of a bit of a shit show trying to get it all together, but I'm here, I recorded it, we're all good. Um but yeah, if you could give us a like and review, whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on, you can follow us on basically every po- platform that we're on. Uh, we have at Heroes for Hire Pod, the four is the number four on Twitter. Uh, Facebook and Instagram are just Heroes for Hire Podcast. We also have a Facebook group called Hears for our Detective Divenman's Discussion Group. And we have a Patreon, which every single month we put up more comic book movie stuff. And we review one comic book movie from like a few years ago and could be like 20 years ago could be 10 years ago and we just see if it still holds up we call it the Lazarus pit Um, we've got like i don't know how many reviews we have up there now but it's quite a few so uh, it's five dollars a month and you basically get access to, I i don't know, a shit ton of reviews at this point. I can't put a number on it. It's been years that we've been doing it every single month. So they all kind of add up at this point. Um, but most importantly, if you could tell one human being that we exist, and I have been Connor Lawler, and uh, we shall see you all on Monday, guys, for Movie Mondays. Bye!
0: There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend.